Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Leviticus 14, Law of Cleansing a Leper. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, This shall be the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing. Now he shall be brought to the priest and the priest shall go out to the outside of the camp. Thus the priest shall look And if the infection of leprosy has been healed in the leper, then the priest shall give orders to take two live clean birds and cedar wood and a scarlet string and hyssop for the one who is to be cleansed. The priest shall also give orders to slay the one bird in an earthenware vessel over running water. As for the live bird, he shall take it together with the cedar wood and the scarlet string and the hyssop and shall dip them and the live bird in the blood of the bird that was slain over the running water. He shall then sprinkle seven times the one who is to be cleansed from the leprosy and shall pronounce him clean and shall let the live bird go free over the open field. The one to be cleansed shall then wash his clothes and shave off all his hair and bathe in water and be clean. Now afterward he may enter the camp, but he shall stay outside his tent for seven days. It will be on the seventh day that he will shave off all his hair and he shall shave his head and his beard and his eyebrows, even all his hair. He shall then wash his clothes and bathe his body in water to be clean. Now on the eighth day, he is to take two male lambs without defect and a yearling ewe lamb without defect and three-tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering and one log of oil. And the priest who pronounces him clean shall present the man to be cleansed. And the aforesaid before the Lord at the doorway of the tent of meeting. Then the priest shall take the one male lamb and bring it for a guilt offering with the log of oil and present them as a wave offering before the Lord. Next he shall slaughter the male lamb in the place where the slaughter, they slaughter the sin offering and the burnt offering at the place of the sanctuary for the guilt offering. Like the sin offering belongs to the priest, it is most holy. 
The priest shall then take some of the blood of the guilt offering, and the priest shall put it on the lobe of the right ear of the one to be cleansed, and on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. The priest shall also take some of the log of oil and pour it onto his left palm. The priest shall then dip his right hand finger into the oil that is in the left palm, and with it, with that finger, he would sprinkle some of the oil seven times before the Lord. Of the remaining oil, which is in the palm, the priest shall put some of it in the right ear lobe of the one be, to be cleansed, and on the thumb of the right hand, and on the big toe of the right foot, on the blood of the guilt offering. While the rest of the oil that is in the priest's palm, he shall put on the head of the one to be cleansed. So the priest shall make atonement on his behalf before the Lord. The priest shall next offer the sin offering and make atonement for the one to be cleansed from his uncleanness. Then afterward he shall slaughter the burnt offering. The priest shall offer up the burnt offering and the grain offering on the altar. Thus the priest shall make atonement for him, and he will be clean. But if he poor, but if he is poor and his means are insufficient, then he is to take one male lamb for a guilt offering as a wave offering to make atonement for him, and one-tenth of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering and a log of oil. And two turtle doves or two young pigeons which are within his means, the one shall be a sin offering and the other a burnt offering. Then the eighth day he shall bring him for his cleansing to the priest at the doorway of the tent of meeting before the Lord. The priest shall take the lamb of the guilt offering and of the log of oil, and the priest shall offer them for a wave offering before the Lord. Next he shall slaughter the lamb of the guilt offering, and the priest is to take some of the blood of the guilt offering and put it on the lobe of the right ear of the one to be cleansed, and on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. The priest shall also pour some of the oil into his left palm, and with his right hand finger the priest shall sprinkle some of the oil that is in his left palm seven times before the Lord. The priest shall then put some of the oil that is in the palm and the lobe of the right ear and on the on the one to be cleansed, and on the, the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot, and on the place the blood of the guilt offering. Moreover, the rest of the oil that is in the priest's palm, he shall put on the head of the one to be cleansed, to make atonement on his behalf before the Lord. He shall then offer one of the turtle doves or young pigeons, which are within his means, he shall offer what he can afford, the one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering, together with the grain offering. So the priest shall make atonement before the Lord on behalf of the one to be cleansed. This is the law for him in whom there is an infection of leprosy, whose means are limited for his cleansing. Cleansing a leprous house. The Lord further spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, When you enter the land of Canaan, which I give you for a possession, and I put a mark of leprosy on a house in the land of your possession, then the one who owns the house shall come and tell the priest, saying, Something like a mark of leprosy has become visible to me in the house. The priest shall then command that they empty the house before the priest goes in to look at the mark, so that everything in the house need not become unclean. And afterward the priest shall go in to look at the house. So he shall look at the mark, and if the mark on the wall of the house is greenish or reddish depressions and appears deeper than the surface, then the priest shall come out of the house or to the doorway and quarantine the house for seven days. The priest shall return on the seventh day and make an inspection. If the mark has indeed spread on the walls of the house, then the priest shall order them to tear out the stones with the mark in them and throw them away at an unclean place outside the city. He shall have the house scraped all around inside and they shall dump the plaster that they scrape off at an unclean place outside the city. Then they shall take other stones and replace those stones and he shall take other plaster and replaster the house. If, however, the mark breaks out again in the house after he has torn out the stones and scraped the house and after it had been replastered, then the priest shall come in and make an inspection. 
If he sees that the mark has indeed spread in the house, it is a malignant mark in the house. It is unclean. He shall therefore tear down the house, its stones and its timbers and all the plaster of the house, and he shall take them outside the city to an unclean place. Moreover, whoever goes into the house during the time that he is quarantined, it becomes unclean until evening. Likewise, whoever lies down in the house shall wash his clothes, and whoever eats in the house shall wash his clothes. If, on the other hand, the priest comes in and makes an inspection of the mark, has not indeed spread in the house after the house has been replastered, then the priest shall pronounce the house clean, because the mark has not reappeared. To cleanse the house, then he shall take two birds and cedar wood and a scarlet string and hyssop. And he shall slaughter the one bird in an earthenware vessel over running water. Then he shall take the cedar wood and the hyssop and the scarlet string with the live bird and dip them in the blood of the, stain, the slain bird as well as the running water and sprinkle the house seven times. He shall thus cleanse the house with the blood of the bird and with the running water along with the live bird and with the cedar wood and with the hyssop and with the, the scarlet string. However, he shall let the live bird go free outside the city into the open field, so he shall make atonement for the house, and it shall be clean. This is the law for any mark of leprosy, even for a scale, and for the leprous garment or house, and for a dwelling or swelling, and for a scab, and for a bright spot, to teach when they are unclean and when they are clean. This is the law of leprosy. God said, let man not call unclean what God has already called clean. You know, um, in Leviticus 13 and 14, he's really looking closely at leprosy, because that was a much bigger deal. I mean, still today, um, it's, it's around. It's usually found today in the poorer um, neighborhoods and poorer countries. More than half of the cases of leprosy today are found really in India. Um, but why would God focus so closely on leprosy? I think it, you have to really go deeper than that. So leprosy was the big deal at that time. And, you, you know, they were uh, ridiculed. They were cut off by the people. They were made fun of. They were outcasts. They... Uh, because they were cut off, they really um, were pushed further into the poverty and become more like beggars. But it's a curable disease. It's something that now, I mean, it takes a lot of medicine, but uh, six months to a year, you can be completely cured. But um, I think it's bigger than that. Remember, we, we just went through a big... We're still in the process of going through a pandemic. And uh, so many people, they they get cut off. They get pushed away. I know there's families out there who have flat out told their other family members that you can't visit us. You can't come to our house unless you've proven that you've gotten the vaccine. So families are being divided. Friends are are being divided. People are just being pushed further and further away because of a uh, virus. That's, that's not what God wants. In fact, what God shows here is there's redemption for everyone. 
Even the leper has an opportunity to become clean. And, and the leper um, becomes clean when you can see that it's no longer an infection and they can come back in. But whenever it's an infection and it's more infectious to other people, then they need to be separated. But they're not, they're not to be completely cast out and rejected. And God says, once they've been made clean, then let's redeem them. Let's go ahead and let's have atonement for them. And then let's let them continue on in society. Well, that's great. You know, I know many people who have faced some things that today's society cuts them off, pushes them away, rejects them. That's not what God wants. Or what about someone who's a believer and treating an unbeliever that way? That's not what God wants. God doesn't want that. With God, there's possible redemption for everyone. So, Father, I just pray that we can recognize that even though something may have been seen as unclean, someone may have been living in a manner that we would consider to be unclean, that um, we know that there's redemption with you. And we shouldn't cast them away, cut them off, push them away, because that's not showing God's love. That's not showing them your love. That's, that's very selfish. And we need to be inclusive so that your love can be seen in that inclusivity. Father, I pray that um, we could be your hand and we could be your heartbeat for other people in the world who feel like they've been cut off that we can include them, pull them in, and show them that there's redemption with you. Help them to come to know Jesus so that they can be saved, and then just love them like you would. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.